fallout from the storm unleashed in Washington today. The CIA torture report now revealed in this evening for the first time we hear in detail what was done in secret prisons after 9-11. From the chains to the coffin to the confusion over who was on our side. The CIA firing back tonight, arguing it worked. This evening, you're about to hear it for yourself. The American people left to decide. Welcome again to another edition of Unfiltered, Jupiter Broadcasting's weekly show about the news you shouldn't be watching. And what a day for a show. (laughs) Man, Chris, my name is Chase, and joining me is Chris. Hey, Chris. Hello there, Mr. Nunes. It is good. Once again, to be back with the Unfiltered audience, and it is a huge show. Ten pages of wow. show notes today. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those epic things, and it's one of those unfortunate events where it's a heavy, heavy topic. Yeah, it's something we've followed uh, since early April on the Unfiltered show. So for those of you that haven't been following along, there has been this big executive summary that has been sort of barely seeing the light of day from here and there, and then it comes back in, and they... And they uh, they tried to hold it back for a little while. And apparently, like I don't know, maybe like during the elections, they had to keep it behind closed doors for a while. And now the elections are over, so now they can bust bust it back out again. It took a whole. It took just basically all of 2014 to get to this point. No, no, and and it's only it's only going to get worse. I think it's it's the notch. Don't start been... us off super pessimistic, Chase. No, no I I just I, Jeez, you, know, you crazy like bringing everybody down right no, to the beginning. No, no, like, I'm just I'm just saying that wow, you know with man. with elections, you know presidential elections, just a couple of years down the road, you know everybody wants to start notching it up. You know we got the budget one crisis thing that's going to be. <laughs> you know I mean you got all these things. You know what I call that show content. I know, and hey, guess what. This is a show, and we're oh. doing it right now. So we're, I'm not actually giving it away, like hey, you say. Hey, you know what? what? I realize we've just jumped ahead. Maybe let's reset it for uh, folks that don't know what's going on. Good evening. A scathing report issued today details what the CIA did to terrorism suspects in the name of 9-11 and in the war on terrorism. It describes the brutal treatment of prisoners in secret locations using torture tactics while hiding the truth from the American people, members of Congress, and at times the Bush administration. All of it while this nation was at war with hundreds of thousands of troops in the fight. And it goes a long way toward answering the question, were we made any safer, are we any safer today, because of what went on in prison cells in the dark when no one was watching? And uh, it would appear that perhaps that answer is no. But uh, let's get some actual details on the report, uh, which is, this is a little gruesome, but I think it's kind of important. The Senate report on CIA torture has been released. It details a prison called the Dungeon, harsh and cruel interrogation techniques, and at least one detainee who was reportedly shackled and froze to death on a floor. It also appears that key Bush administration officials were kept in the dark. The CIA in coordination. Your buddy, Diane Feinstein. I love her so much. With White House officials and staff initially withheld information of the CIA's intel- interrogation techniques from Secretary of State Colin Powell and Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld. There are CIA records stating that Colin Powell wasn't told about the program at first because there were concerns that, and I quote, Powell would blow his stack if he were briefed. 
So Colin Powell, you you remember him? I remember him. Uh, I I uh, I find it to be interesting that they seem to work actively to make sure he was left out of the loop on this. RT's Manuel Rapolo was here with a breakdown of what these techniques involved. California Senator Dianne Feinstein outlined the key findings of a Senate Intelligence Committee investigation into the CIA's use of enhanced interrogation and detention following 9-11. Now, the key findings from that speech on the Senate floor today were that the CIA went far beyond its legal mandate uh, in the repeated torture of around 20 detainees following 9-11. Another one of the outlines was that the CIA systematically lied to Congress, the administration, and the Department of Defense about the efficacy of that program. And ultimately, uh, the CIA use of enhanced interrogations, including that of Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, the, who is considered the mastermind behind 9-11, were ultimately ineffective. Also, that the CIA program was far more brutal than many of us have been led to believe in the past. Now, that's what's been reported. That's what people have been talking about already in the media all day. What we haven't looked at closely are the actual instances of torture. Now, what the, out, what the report actually outlines are instances of at least five detainees, including Abu Zubaydah, who were subjected to rectal rehydration rectal rehydration or rectal feeding there were threats of sexual assault and death feeding. against detainees mothers threats of sexual assault against detain- against the mothers of, of prisoners uh, um, wow there was repeated ice baths it was one detainee was deprived of sleep for 102 hours and only after four hours of sleep uh, he was subjected yet again 102 hours and then four hours of sleep to 52 more hours of sleep deprivation. There was forced nudity, dietary manipulation, insult slaps, abdominal slaps, facial slaps, stress positions, and cold water dousing. Now, in 2002, we know that the CIA also met for talks about what other tactics and techniques could be used as part of the program. And now that included some uh, physical torture that amounted to cramped confinement, wall standing, sleep deprivation, and of course, waterboarding. And some of the psychological aspects of this were, were troubling as well. Uh, we know that there was use of uh, Diapers, the use of insects, very broadly defined in this report, the use of insects as well as the use of mock, mock burials. Now, Senator Feinstein... Mock burials. They so. bury you alive. ...also outlined that this is not a full condemnation of the CIA as a whole. The report outlines that it was key players within the CIA that were actually responsible, a surprisingly few number of CIA officials that were responsible for carrying out this program. Uh, and what's most striking is that these key players really do seem like they were acting as a rogue operation, because at the end of the day, the higher-ups at the CIA and officials within the administration were kept in the dark about the, the happenings within the program. Now, Senator Feinstein also outlined that the use of these coercive tactics oftentimes amounted to fabricated information and that the CIA interrogators knew that the detainees were lying yet the program was able to continue. Now we're still learning from these 500 pages uh, that were released to the public today but again that is a uh, Reader's Digest summary of the larger 6,700 page report that the Senate Intelligence Committee came up with. So I want to underscore that point. Uh, We are going off of an executive summary. The larger report, over 6,000 pages, still classified, not available to the public. Right. So we do know that there's a lot more that we don't know. Manuel Rapalo, RT, the Russell Senate Office Building in Washington. Uh, So that was a fascinating report. And uh, Chase, in the show notes there, I have uh, linked a uh, – well, there's a ton of notes on this, uh, a lot. But – there, here's one from Policy Mike, 16 horrifying excerpts from the torture report that the CIA doesn't want you to see. A prisoner froze to death when being made to sit on a concrete floor without pants chained to it. Uh, CIA prison site known as Cobalt was used and described as a dungeon, and detainees were shackled 
with only a bucket to use for their waste. Federal Bureau of Prison staff were quote-unquote wowed by the depravity of the cobalt prison. That's the one where the guy died chained to the floor. Five prisoners were subjected to rectal rehydration. Uh, and this is because this the uh, CIA uh, operatives bl- believe this gave them full control over the subject. Uh, one was even diagnosed with chronic hemorrhoids and anal fissure and uh, a sympo- symptomatic rectal prolapse, uh, as a, uh, uh, which also, by the way, are symptoms associated with rape. Uh, so pretty brutal stuff, and it's it's pretty disgusting to watch the media jump on to defend all of this practice, which uh, this show is the representation of really the stuff that matters, uh, and that involved cutting through an entire weekend of former Bush administration officials coming out to defend all of this. Cheney and Bush themselves were out there defending this, like, uh, you know, it, it, with really no, no good defense. Well— the only defense that they like to bring up all the time. And by the way, I have my bell in front of me just because For the, the 9-11? Because we've been th- – that's what they're throwing out there. They're like, well, you know, it was 9-11. You know, we, we were attacked. You know, 3,000 people were killed. I Actually, I need to ding myself. Uh, <laughs> but three – you know, and, and that's the excuses that they're, they're throwing out. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of 9-11 here. I want to play a little bit of this Bush uh, clip just to – I want to. I, I don't know if Bush mentions it in in this, but there is a bit of circular logic that that, that the previous administration is using, and and the existing administration is continuing. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you at some point in this interview about the Senate Intelligence Committee report that's coming out sometime yeah, next week yeah. about the CIA yeah, yeah. and what it did during your era. Yeah, I haven't seen the report. I haven't either. Uh, I would expect but, but, it will be somewhat critical. But I'll tell you this. Uh, well, first of all, as I understand, there's gonna, it'll be critical, but there's also going to be a report uh, of a, a counter-report mm. coming out of the agency. Mm. Here, here's what I'm going to say, that uh, we're fortunate to have men and women who uh, work hard at the CIA serving on our behalf. These are patriots. And uh, whatever the report says, if it diminishes their contributions to our country, it is way off base. And uh, I knew the directors. I knew the deputy directors. I like that because he knew them. Like, like that matters somehow. Right. Like, well, well, he knew them because he was the president, Chris. He knew them. So therefore, what? What, what are we supposed to take away from that statement? Well, I knew them. You know, I had, I had, I, I've, I've had conversations. Okay. What, well, what are you qualifying with that? Well, yeah, he's just uh, trying to say that they're quote-unquote good people you know oh they're good people i know i know them i don't i don't i don't know on what planet george bush knowing you makes you a good person right you know i knew a lot of the operators these are good people really good people and we're lucky as a nation to have them oh we're lucky as a nation to have them thanks for not answering the question yeah and so the circular logic that is being employed is we don't need to release this report everybody knows about this report everybody knows what's in this report we already knew about this like cuz you're not su- really too surprised no, right by but any of this that wasn't the only reason why you're, they didn't want to release it you're disappointed right well i i mean i mean i'm ashamed the, the I, i'm big, ashamed the big reason is is i mean i the one i've seen maybe you've seen a different one the big reason i've seen is everybody knows all of this it's 10 year old information the only thing you're going to do by releasing this is by is putting our existing troops and our existing service members in harm's way but you see the circular logic there is that the fallacy is there is if it's something everybody already knew, then how does releasing this information put anybody else in danger if it's all things we already knew? Right. And on top of that, even though it's it's bad, it's terrible, it's grotesque, it's something awful, we still have the right to know 
what yeah. happened. And it, you know the the arguments from very various top officials saying you know we should just we just not release it we should just squash it we should just squash it. The, they're they're not, they're not only being disingenuous but they're also just trying to protect their ass. You know they're trying to cover themselves because you know they want to look good for an upcoming election. They want to look good for their constituents. You know they want to look good in those eyes. And that's what really really frustrates me is. They don't care about you and me, Chris. They don't care about most people that are out there because they don't want us knowing the truth because this kind of stuff – take the political stuff out of the way for a moment. This kind of stuff is just – I've already used so many words to describe this. It's just awful. Just Uh, terrible. Yeah. Uh, So I want to play a clip of uh, Mike Rogers here. Uh, He's kind of uh, backing up exactly what you're saying. Joining us now, Chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, Congressman Mike Rogers. Mr. Chairman, thank you for being here tonight. And so let's start with uh, what President Obama said today about why we need to release this, despite your representations and the representations of others, that it will put Americans here and abroad at risk. Here he is. There's never a, a perfect time to release a report like this. But it was important for us, I think, to recognize that uh, part of what sets us apart is when we do something wrong, we acknowledge it. Your reaction, sir? Well, I, this makes no sense to me whatsoever, Megan. We, we're a nation at war. Uh, we've got a problem with uh, ISIL in Iraq and eastern Syria. ISIS. We've got problems in Yemen. We've got problems in North Africa. We have U.S. personnel, both intelligence officials and our military Can and our special operators. Yeah, man. What pisses me <clears throat> off about what Mike Rogers is saying yeah, here yeah. is... When are we ever not at war? Oh, I know, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. When are we ever not involved yeah. in a crisis or right. involved in a situation with terrorists? If it's not Al Qaeda, it's right. ISIL, ISIS, IS. It's, it's like uh, when are we ever not? It's like the, it's like the guy that says, "Oh yeah, well, I'll be in a better mood when I'm not drinking all the time, but I'm going to drink when I'm stressed." But you're always stressed because your work sucks. Right. Like that. It's like you're always at war because you're creating the conflicts right. all around the world. I don't want to talk it right now. I'm in a good mood. I don't want to talk it right about it right now. I'm, I'm in, in a, a bad, bad mood. mood. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter. Right. We we have every right to know about what the hell happened. ...in harm's way. Uh, and again, when you look at why would we release it now? What, what, what did we have to gain? All of this has been debated. All of this has been settled. We understood all of that. Clearly, even the administration knew it was going to cause trouble. They sent out warnings all across the world. So I have a theory as to why now. Mm. Because the Republicans are coming in. Oh, this is, yeah. their, this is Feinstein's last uh, chance because right. she's. Uh, I have more info in the show notes, but I don't think she's going to be in her intelligence position anymore. Oh, really? Uh, here's a little more info about what was in the report. The interrogations of CI detainees were absolutely brutal, far worse than the CIA represented them to policymakers and others. The first terrorist detained, Abu Zubaydah, believed then to be a key al-Qaeda operative, was waterboarded 83 times at a CIA black site. After convulsing and vomiting, in one session he became completely unresponsive, with bubbles rising through his open, full mouth. I mean, that's torture. Yes. Kept in a coffin-sized box for 11 days. That's also torture. Yes. He was told the only way he would leave the facility was in a coffin. I would have, if I was in his position, I would have every reason to believe that. See, I mean, we already know that torture doesn't work period it just doesn't because 
when that person is in that position, and by the way, I'm not a psychologist by any means, but when they're in that position, they're mm-hmm. going to say whatever they can to get whatever is happening to them to stop. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you I know, just, and, and I don't go into this, though, thinking that the CIA was getting all of their this. These weren't the sole source of their information. Right. This is part of an overall broader collection of information. And this verifies like if they get a piece of intel and then this guy confirms that they're torturing, it's part of a process. So for them, it's not even the ends. It's part of an overall collection. It's even colder if you think about it like that. They're yeah. calculating. Well, we've we've picked up this piece of signals intelligence. We've monitored this guy on satellite. And then we also have this torture victim who confirmed this detail these three things add up therefore we have an 80 90 percent confidence in this thing and that's what they're using it for yeah today's report concluded that despite the extreme interrogation zubeda had no new information about future plots eventually even the cia team began to fall apart it seems the collective opinion that we should not go much further several on the team profoundly affected some to the point of tears and choking up. So agents on the scene often would write in saying, hey, I think this isn't working. But see, the upper the upper people in they the were, CIA... They were pushing a pedal to the metal. Right. They're, and what were they being pressured by? Probably the White House. CIA officers were operating at black sites from Afghanistan to Thailand to Poland, interrogating 119 detainees. And some of the interrogators themselves, the report says included individuals with workplace anger management issues and had reportedly admitted to sexual assault. And uh, of those 119, is maybe as many as 26 were mistaken identities. Like, they, they weren't even the right person. Wow. History will judge us by our commitment to a just society governed by law and the willingness to face an ugly truth and say never again. And Martha, the report reveals that two of the detainees being punished were actually on our side. They were our own informants. That's right, David. Two of the detainees shackled for 24 hours in a standing position were later found to be informants for the CIA who'd been trying to share intelligence with the agency. And here's another stunning revelation tonight, David. The report concludes that torture did not lead to useful information in any of the 20 cases that were investigated. How how does that happen, Chris? (laughs) I mean, if you're an informant, you're embedded I would assume there's like a code word or something you could share to say, hey, I'm an informant. I'm in. I mean, I don't under. Wouldn't you say that, though, too? How does this happen? Because they're on the field. They don't have a way to. I mean, I don't know. No, I know. But if they're an informant and they're in, there's got to be like a magic code word or something high high security where they can. The problem is it is is you're doing something so fast and dynamic inside a system that doesn't work. I have a quote in the show notes. Uh, where an agent who was who was tasked to go back and sort of figure out how deep is our uh, extraordinary rendition program going, here's how he approached the number counting. More information in the show notes. They said, all right, the number is going to be 93. We don't care how many people we have. You go back to the date where we had 93 prisoners, and that's what you count from. And they had they had record gaps. They have destroyed information. It's it is a mess. And and so they somehow, you know, amongst that, people get looped and, in that were their own informants. And and that's why – that's an, here's another reason why this report, while it's awful, grotesque, terrible, needed to be released. And we uh, – soon, hopefully, at some point, we'll get even, you know, more information mm. to hold people accountable. Yeah. 
Well, let's get to that. Now, uh, so let's – before we get to holding uh, people up in the upper ends of the government accountable, let's zoom down into people more directly involved with it. This guy is the service chief guy. He's the He is – he is one of the people that helped put this thing together. He helped directly oversee some of the enhanced interrogation techniques. Don't even call it that. If somebody calls it enhanced interrogation techniques, just call it torture. It's torture. And they call, it the, they call him the clandestine service chief. And uh, he, this is a little dry, but it's pretty fascinating to watch. In an interview with our Nancy Cordes Senate Intelligence Committee Chair, Diane. By the way, CBS here? Yes. I think they have a record for the fewest. They are so man, CBS is the CIA network, dude. They are they are all in on defending. Well, well, they don't they have a for, uh, former yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah. works for and CBS. And Feinstein yeah. defended the report's most controversial conclusion that enhanced interrogation did not produce useful intelligence. The CIA has other ways of gaining information. It's getting assets. We've got very good human information. Oui. We've got um, satellite information. Uh, and there are ways of putting the picture together. And what we're saying is that the picture, to a great extent, was put together before the enhanced interrogation techniques. Officials involved in the program insist it produced information that saved American lives. That's the standard Jose Rodriguez, former director. So here, now, so watch this guy's body language and everything. I mean, this... This is this is like as close to the actual torture we're going to get. Of the CIA clandestine service, he oversaw the enhanced interrogation program. Good morning. Good morning. How Let are you? Pick, I'm good. Let me pick up on what Senator Feinstein said. Are there other methods? Was enhanced interrogation, as was used, uh, understanding that you had permission and that it had been declared legal, was it necessary? Now, what do you suppose, as the as the guy that oversaw it is going to say, right? Or were there other yes. means of getting yeah, that's what the he's information, say. as Senator Feinstein suggested? Yes, it was necessary. And let me give you a little history lesson on this. Oh, oh whoa. At the let time me of teach 9/11, you. We had general information that an attack was coming, but we didn't know when, where, how. And the reason was, was because the informants, the agents that we had, were on the periphery of the leadership, so we really did not have any inside information. Once we captured Abu Zubaydah and realized that he was the key to letting us know about the incoming, the upcoming second wave of attacks, we uh, decided to go with the enhanced interrogation program. And once that happened, we started to learn about the uh, about the organization. We. Of course, it's his word, right? right? Of course, how can he be a bad guy with a Christmas tree behind him? I'll let you play out the whole clip because it's, it's just it's slow. It's 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 very slow. But of course, he goes on to say it's very just. It, it was necessary. It helped save lives. Uh, but uh, I, I want to play a clip from NBC. We've played a lot of the other networks. Here's NBC covering the torture report. They leave out a few things. Though. The report details a catalog of horrors. Dungeons where one detainee stripped naked died of hypothermia. Another Bin Laden Lieutenant Abu Zubaydah was waterboarded for two and a half weeks, 24-7, until he passed out. Interrogators had to call in medics to revive him. 9-11 plotter Khalid Sheikh Mohammed was waterboarded, nearly drowned, 100... You, know, you see what they're doing here? Mm-hmm. They're saying... They're, they're, they're not mentioning... They're not talking about the people that were completely mistakenly identified. No, no, they're focusing, totally, on, the, they're focusing on the big names. Yeah. 
Yeah, and they're making it sound like, yeah, there's real bad guys in there. 83 times slammed against walls until the report says he started making up stories, a fake nuclear suitcase bomb, and a claim that al-Qaeda was recruiting African-American Muslims in Montana. Abdul al-Rahim al-Nashiri, who planned the USS coal bombing, was blindfolded, threatened with a gun near his head and a cordless power drill, and given forced enemas. Wow. Uh, wow. So, so I have a question for mm-hmm. you, Chris, and this is a question that probably maybe some members of our audience are thinking to themselves right now, and that is, well, Chris, the, this guy, Muhammad, he is, I mean, he masterminded and killed 3,000 people, family, friends, kids, grandparents. Do you think that this guy deserved to be treated this way? So, uh, I mean, uh, it, it, one person? Because I mean, I mean, this isn't what we're talking about. Though. We're talking about a program. No, I that, know. But what, But by that report, you know, someone listening. Sounds is, like just really bad guys. Yeah, they're, they're saying, you know what? You know what? These guys killed us. Yeah. If so, I, you if know I what? If they got treated badly, so what? That's, that what, was, they're, that's what some people may that be was thinking. My, if that was my sole source of information, definitely that would be my thinking. But pff, screw those guys. Because I, if it was just that one guy, I'd be like, yeah. Fuck them up. That would be, but when it's it's a systematic problem of 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 nastiness where people are 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 unchained because they know back in D.C. there's lawyers yeah. defending them. That is reprehensible to me. See, for, and you know when yeah. I look at this, I think to myself: uh, Is it for one person? That's one thing. But if you if you if you have this report now in place. And you're you're looking back at all of this program, and you say nothing of, of substance came from it. Why wasn't why wasn't it stopped somewhere in, somewhere in between? And and why why was it necessary to deceive so many people? Why why was it necessary theoretically to even deceive people in the White House? When did President Bush first learn the gruesome details? The report says not until 2006, four years after the CIA started torturing detainees in secret prisons. Questioning the detainees in this program has given us information that has saved innocent lives. That's now in dispute. Yeah, I would agree with that. See, I what here's what worries me about this. So this report definitely goes to great lengths to make sure that the Bush administration is protected. You know, this is really sort of codifying into history that the Bu- that it was it was a class clandestine group in the CIA, and that, and that the president wasn't totally up on the details. And once he was up on the details, they worked on legalizing it, right? But uh, that sounds like horseshit to yeah. me. And the yeah. Slate has a great I article agree. I have linked in the show notes. Of yeah. course, Bush and Cheney, especially Cheney, knew what was going on. Of course, they knew. They were they were the ones that were driving this. Uh, and and it wasn't and it wasn't just Bush. They, they the Bush administration specifically worked to make sure that certain other important people in the administration were left out of the loop. There are CIA records stating that Colin Powell wasn't told about the program at first because there were concerns that, and I quote, Powell would blow his stack. So what I hear in all of this no, is I- another unchecked, out of control intelligence agency yeah so yeah, this year right. we've learned the nsa thanks to edward snowden is totally unchecked and out of control totally totally shredding the constitution then you go into the drone program where the cia has a drone program where they go over there and they missile entire families children weddings now we're learning about the torture program once again totally making us war criminals making us monsters that we're supposedly trying to stop 
with apparently very little oversight from the White House or Colin Powell. And it, to get once again, to me, it, it seems like another totally unchecked intelligence agency that's now being totally defended by the media. And of course, they seem like they have. N- n- they're n- they're not sorry. There's 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 no like uh, sorry we did this. And nothing. No no. It saved lives. It was necessary. CIA Director John Brennan acknowledging some mistakes, but insisting the interrogations did help thwart attack plans, capture terrorists, and save lives. Of course, of course. And, of course, your buddy, my good friend, Michael Hayden, who was the CIA director in uh, around the time, uh, I think, I think 2006 ish. And he's like, this is this is the greatest thing ever. This has given us information for ages. In fact, Chase, he ha- even has a, a great comparison I want you to consider. Oh, really? Yes, it's great. Uh, and he'll uh, he goes on with your buddy, uh, my good friend, Bill from uh, Fox News, to tell Bill why uh, this really the torture program is one of the best things to ever happen. Fox News alert this morning: several former CIA directors blasting the Senate Intelligence Report, calling it a partisan attack on the agency. One of those is Michael Hayden who was with me a bit earlier today. General Michael Hayden, welcome back here to America's Newsroom. Good morning, sir, in Washington. Good morning, Bill. Now, the report actually does specifically go out of the way to point out that testimony that he gave to Congress was totally inaccurate of what was actually happening with the program at the time. Hmm. Uh, The report basically calls you a liar. Did you (laughs) lie about this? No, of course not. What I was there was trying to explain the agency program for the first time, Bill, and this is my reward, for the first time to all the members of the oversight committees. The uh, agency actually worked within the administration to convince the administration that that's what we had to do. And what you saw yesterday was our reward. Uh, Well, it's a damning report if you just read it. Isn't this guy just, uh, isn't he just great? So here, this is also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to the guy that was sitting at the NSA when they turned on domestic surveillance, too. So not only is it the son of a bitch sitting at the CIA during the torture stuff, he's also the son of a bitch sitting at top of the NSA. Because after he got done at the, at the CIA, he went over to the NSA, and he was sitting there when they're doing, so this guy, this adorable old man who has those oh, cute little ooba cheeks, is just sitting there laughing and scoffing at the whole situation. And I know many believe it reads like a prosecutor's brief. It's just one side of the story. Question, what is not accurate in the report? There's a bunch that's not accurate in the report. Let's start at at the most important bottom line. The report says we got nothing from this program. Though no one involved in this program can even imagine how they got to that conclusion. When he testified to Congress, he said 8,000 pieces of intelligence have come uh, from this. Right. Uh, Then later, after an internal report came out, he had to drop that number from 8,000 to 20. Wow. And now this final report says it goes from 20 to zero that where, like, you know, all of the information that we had to have came from torture. Wow. 8,000 to zero. They took 20 case studies, and this will come out in the next couple of days. They took 20 case studies, important ones, and said, you got nothing here that you would not otherwise have gotten from other sources, or you already got from other sources. Interesting, he says there's going to be an important study coming out, just like Bush said, too, right? Mm -hmm. The agency response, this is Barack Obama's Central Intelligence Agency. The agency's response is that in 18 and a half of the 20 cases, they're frankly saying, you and the horse you rode in on, we had it right. Mm. You're saying then the interrogation methods worked. <clears throat> that, that, that's the case you're yeah. making today and it, you're going it, to make in the coming. 
I'm shaking my head no, but my mouth is saying yes. Did you see oh, that? Geez. I love it. Let's play that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Methods worked. That, that that's the case you're yeah. making today, and you're going to make <laughs> yeah. in the coming days. It did. No, we, we we got an awful lot of information. Now look, we want to quibble over do we get this one here or that one there, but fundamentally, Bill, these interrogations of all the detainees gave us kind of a a Home Depot-like storage of information on Al Qaeda. Hold on, let's play that back. <laughs> all right, so oh, we, we, sorry, don't, we don't we don't we don't have. I'm sorry. Uh, what was you know, that? Straight cameras on us, but. I think our mouths collectively dropped yeah. at the same time so, when we heard what he just hold said. On. So he's telling me that torture was super important and useful because it was a Home Depot of information? Does he, he like, work for Home Depot? A Home Depot-like storage of information <laughs> on Al-Qaeda on which we relied. Well, we're still relying on it today. Wow. How do you like that, huh? So that's your buddy, Michael Hayden, uh, defending his business. Now, uh, he, uh, he goes on, of course, because when the people that were directly responsible for these egregious, against our Constitution, war criminal activities, the first thing you do is bring them on and give them an open mic to make their case. So after Hayden was done at Fox, and then he goes on CNN, he stops by NBC. A short time ago here today, we spoke with retired General Michael Hayden, accused in today's report of providing misleading information in the past. He ran the NSA and was CIA director starting during the Bush era from 06 to 09. We talked to him about this torture report. He disagrees with the definition, for starters, says what was carried out was not torture. We then talked about <laughs> overall and global impact. Well, if it's not torture, uh, Mr. Hayden, maybe you should go try it out. Right, yeah, yeah. How are we better than our enemies morally in light of what we all read about today? Great question. How are we better from a moral position? Morally. Now... In his twisted world, he's about to tell you why the CIA torturing actually sets the standard. Well, let me give you a, let me give you a startling statement, Brian. And, and look, everyone knows these things were very tough. I got involved in this very late in the program. Uh, I endorsed their use going forward. Don't blame me. I got involved after it was already started. I was already in. And once I got in, you know, I was like, we should probably scale this back. But it's not torture. In a very minimized form. So these decisions aren't taking, taken lightly by anyone. Believe me. But, but let me give you an, an odd calculus here, Brian. As bad as some people think CIA behavior was with regard to these 100 or so detainees, if everyone on the planet used CI behavior as the model, the overall treatment of detainees on Earth would actually improve. <laughs> he, he just said that, right? On NBC, dude. On, on the national broadcasting company's nightly newscast. With Brian Williams. With Brian Williams celebrating his 10 years. Look, if everybody just tortured like we did, really, actually, the medium torture would go up. Actually, you paused it perfectly. As you could see, Brian Williams can't believe the <laughs> really crap can't. that he just said he either. He really can't. Yeah, he really can't. Should that be the standard, however? Look, wait, 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 wait. Did you see that little grin? <laughs> yes. Did you see the little facial reaction? Yes. He's like, are you seriously saying this? You guys caught that, right? Wow. <laughs> we'll play it back. Everybody, we'll play watch, back. watch Brian. <laughs> just watch him. And by Boom. the way, if you're listening to the audio version, if you have a chance... You gotta see Get this. Get the supporters thing. It's oh. worth it for this part right here. Treatment of detainees on Earth would actually improve. <laughs> All right. So, okay. All right. so, All right. so, 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 right. should that be? <laughs> see, 
Who's that smirk? She's like, oh, you, you just said that? Ouch. Like, that's an ouch. Did that really, did you, you, you know? You just said that? That's, you know what that face is? God, you know we're recording, right? <laughs> uh, look at he's like. <laughs> well, he was ser- he's serious. Should that be the standard, however? Uh, she- well, <laughs> that's Brian the giving them another was, out. What yeah. is lawful, effective, and appropriate in a time of great extremists in the United States with 3,000 fellow citizens who've been murdered? What if you, God forbid, members of your family had to undergo some of the treatments we are reading about in this report? Can you yeah. personalize it in that way? So here's my theory. Oh, boy, here it Here's comes. my theory. All right, go ahead. These guys that get in these positions, we always wonder, why do these bumbling politicians get these, these great fat cat jobs? It's because what makes him good for this position is they say, all right, Mike, we're going to bring you in. We're going to bring you into the circle. We're going to have you do something that you are going to have to own for the rest of your life. You will become the spokesperson for this. You, and so by that very nature, you have to be articulate. You have to be good on your feet. You have to be good on camera. And you have to be ready to use that those adorable little cheeks. So listen to now, because he's saying, because here's Brian Williams asking, what if somebody in your family had some of these quote-unquote enhanced interrogation techniques? And and what what you need, right, is you need Hayden now to humanize it because we're good guys. We're not cold. We care. I can, Brian, and and, and clearly, look, Brian. <laughs> look. By the way, Brian, th- these are pausing words that he's doing. He's doing the look, which is a pause. Yeah, he's yeah. mentioning the name, which is another pause. You know, he's right. Pausing. And he's also like, Chase. Look, Chase. Look, look, Chase. My kids have nothing to do with this. I can, Brian, and 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 clearly. Look, Brian, we're people like you and all your viewers. We have a soul and a conscience, too. We knew as bad as these people were, we were doing this to fellow human beings. So don't ever forget that. Now, you ask me about my family members. I actually think, Brian, that my concern or, or my outrage, if that were ever done to any of my family members, would be somewhat muted. It be, could be cool. You could torture him because uh, I'm cool with torture. Well, it, well, is that like, for example, when his son, I don't even know if he has a son, but let's say his son came out a couple hours past curfew, came home. Does he put him underneath the, right. the faucet? You know, it, he wouldn't be that upset about it. No, it's fine. no he'd be very it's cool fine. with it. If my family members had just killed 3,000 of my citizens. Oh, there it is. You yeah, are four up. square in defense of everything. Wow. All Did of you see the Brian's reaction there? He couldn't believe what he just uh, said. Described as torture contained in today's document support them then support them now and would do them again hey brian this is a response here about defending torture i'm here talking to you about defending history what we really could have used is a really non-political look so here so now we are what we're about to go down here's is, the pivot is Mike Hayden's justification path so first of all you can't trust this report it's political even though it was done by the CA internally it's been in, in the works for 10 years it's political because it came from Diane Feinstein never mind the fact that you've got uh, McCain on the floor defending it like right. the son of a yep, bitch right yep, now. yep yep all right and then the other thing we're gonna do is we're gonna say look you know what man 9/11 sucked and nobody ever said hey attack dog don't bite and uh, so I went crazy. I and that, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. hey, hey, it was hey, it was nine eleven. Hey, 
I, I had to do it. At the CIA program, the one that was the one that was launched when this report first got underway. This report was supposed to have conducted interviews, hearings, and give recommendations. It doesn't have any of those. I was in government for 10 years after 9-11. And let me tell you a phrase I never heard from anybody in any position of authority. Whatever you guys do about this terrorism threat, please, please don't overreact. Never heard it, Brian. Part of our interview. So there you go. There you go. Nobody ever told me not to go crazy. And, of course, uh, I, did, I mentioned McCain's been defending it. Here's a little bit of that. For years, the CIA has claimed that the harsh interrogations now seen as torture helped capture 9-11 mastermind Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, take down Osama bin Laden, and disrupt terror plots at the library tower in Los Angeles and elsewhere around the world. So these are all things we've been told that the torture has helped us stop. These terror plots that were brought to us brought to light because of the torture, and we save lives. Today, the Senate Intelligence Committee said none of that was true. Not a single case holds up. A slam echoed by a Republican, John McCain. It produced little useful intelligence to help us track down the perpetrators of 9-11. McCain, the only member of the Senate who was himself tortured as a POW in Vietnam. I know from personal experience that the abuse of prisoners will produce more bad than good intelligence. After almost six years, 6.3 million documents, a 6,000-page report costing $40 million, committee Democrats accused the CIA of covering up the brutality of the interrogations, misleading Congress, the public, even the White House. Now, the report has its issues. Like, they didn't interview uh, people that needed to be interviewed. Right. Uh, it's 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 a crap report, but it, it does cover some important things. And, you know, now, okay, so this is out there. What is the White House's response? Oh, let's focus on the threat this is now putting us under. You can bet your ass if anything happens in the next week or two, they're going to blame it on blowback to this. The public and the president, but former officials are fighting back, saying the program did provide life-saving intelligence. ABC's Martha Rat is tracking all developments from Washington. Martha, officials so worried this report would inspire new threats against Americans. Are we seeing anything yet? Well, George, U.S. military and diplomatic facilities overseas are on alert this morning for violent reactions with some online jihadist calls for retaliation. And overnight, a State Department warning for Americans in Thailand and Afghanistan in particular, where some of the torture took place, to be on alert to anti-American hostility because of this graphic report. There you go. So be on alert because of this graphic report. And uh, so because of that alert, uh, CNN is really, really, really ramping it up, really making it sound like it's a big threat. And so we have my favorite clip of the night. But if Americans are killed as a result of this report and they tell you that, I assume you would feel guilty about that. I would feel very badly, of course. I mean, what do you think, Wolf Blitzer? <laughs> Let's watch it again. How great is that? Such a dumb question and such a great answer. But if Americans are killed as a result of this report and they tell wow. you that, I assume you would feel guilty about that. A Wolf Blitzer is so obviously the CIA's attack dog on this story. You'll just see it throughout the whole rest of this interview. He is so clearly on their side. I would feel very badly, of course. I mean, what do you think, Wolf Blitzer? But we lose control at the end of this year the republicans take control and there's some evidence that this report would never see the light of day 
we believe it should see the light of day. And let me say this. This is a 400-plus page summary. It is not the 4,600-page documentary of all of the detail of what happened. That can be declassified and released one day at an appropriate time. So I, what I get from what she just said there is this was our last chance to get this out. It's taking pretty much all of the political power she has to make it happen. I don't understand why she's the one doing this fight. I have a theory, but it doesn't make any sense to me. All right. And I think by getting this report, this executive summary out the door, yeah. it, it means that years down the road, 30 years down the road, the full report could be released. If you never got the executive summary out there, if this never saw the light of day, the whole thing would just go away. It'd be squashed. Yeah. Now, why is Diane Feinstein fighting this fight? The only thing I can figure is she's pissed that she got lied to about something, and she got crossed. Well, she's still also pissed about the whole laptop situation, too. Them spying on the files. Spying, yep. spying on the files, yep. Uh, so, I, I mean, I wonder if like she, somebody crossed her, and this is the retaliation yeah, for it. Yeah, something flip? She's been the intelligence community's biggest defender through all yeah. the NSA leaks. And, right. I mean, and we and we've said on this show. I mean, like when she says something like that is like straight up and good. I mean, we've we've pointed it out many times, and lately it's it's been weird with her, hasn't it? I mean, it's just yeah, it is very odd. Yeah, but in the meantime, to get out what the executive summary said that these EITs did not work. EITs. So we have enhanced, enhanced interrogation, yeah, which enhanced interrogation techniques. That's the Orwellian way to say torture. And then when you want to distill it down even more, you call them EITs. So it's like, so enhanced interrogation is an, is an abstraction of torture. And then from enhanced interrogation, you extract out even more. Right. That the program was not well administered. That it was not well managed. I think is extraordinarily important that, yes, there were black sites where people were not qualified to do the interrogation, did interrogation. These are things that come out in the report. Now, you can, and you've, uh, I mean, CN is doing this these days. You are really hyping it to a point. Obviously, they're going to take 96 hours. Look at Wolf. Look, he's not happy about that. Look at that no. proud brow he's right like, there. What are you talking about? Before the report came out to secure all our facilities. But this let me, is a let me interrupt for a second, nation. Senator. We're, you and I are friends. We've known each other for a long time. <laughs> I love yeah. it when he does this. Senator, you and I have known each other for a long time. We are friends. And what Wolf does. Why'd is, you call me Wolf Blitzer? <laughs> like, with, this is how. Well, this is what Wolf does before he goes into somebody. And what I love is it's like, it's some sort of automatic process he goes into where he essentially admits that he's buddy buddies with elites. And when the Department of Defense issues a warning saying thousands of Marines are now being put on a higher state of alert around the world in advance of the release of this report. When the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI issue a joint statement going out to all law enforcement authorities across the United States, be on a higher state of alert. CNN is not releasing those uh, those statements. We're just reporting what the, the Pentagon and the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI are telling law enforcement and military personnel around the world. That's the, their words, not ours. Right, Do you Senator? have a question? The, the, Do you have the, a question? The, 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 I just wanted to point out. <laughs> oh, How great is oh. this? How good is this? Are you loving this? So, first off, 
That to, wasn't a question. No, it wasn't. It was a statement. And the and the, by the way, Diane Feinstein should have said, "Is that a question or a statement?" But the thing, like a rock, like, like a rock, she was. Like the thing is, you know <laughs> what Wolf said there. Well, you know we're not. You know we didn't really said that. You know you guys did basically is what he's saying. But they, CNN doesn't have to re. You know, right. perg- they uh, choose you know, re- what to run, regurgitate yeah. it, yeah, and how the, and the tone in which they run it, right? Exactly. Right, Do you have a question? The, the ah! question. The, I just wanted to point out that this is you what, have pointed it out, Wolf, three, right, let's, three times. Let's let's go to the question. Oh, then. Here's God, what the CIA so directed John Brennan, an oh, official statement from the department uh, from the CIA, said today in response to your report. Our review indicates that interrogations of detainees on whom EIT's enhanced interrogation techniques were used did produce intelligence that helped thwart attack plans, capture terrorists, and save lives. The intelligence gained from the program was critical to our understanding of al-Qaeda and continues to inform our counterterrorism efforts to this day. Now, John Brennan, a man you know well, a man I know... a man I know because I work for the CIA. Right. Was appointed CIA director by President Obama, not by George W. Bush. What do you say to his reaction to your report? We disagree. An examination of the records going back to the beginning of the program indicates that this is simply not true. So he's and lying? Is that what, are you saying well, he's no, lying? Wait a, wait a second, Wolf. I'm not going to get into this kind of discussion. What what this attack dog is not happy. Ah, Look at the attack dog. As is clearly, there's a big difference of opinion. Look, I want the facts to be there so that this never happens again. Um, I believe that a great deal was kept from the leadership in the White House at the time. So I here's my theory is wow. they crossed her and and maybe this is a great cap to a long political career. It's something that looks good in the history books. Plus she's isolating the presidency in a very successful way. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was a that was just a such a fa- such a fascinating interview, and you could really see Wolf's had it had a bit of a bias there. It seems yeah, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot, a wow. lot in the show notes. Uh, so much stuff in the show notes, including um, some pictures that are a little uncomfortable, so maybe be careful. Uh, and also, something I'm kind of watching, don't know where it's going to go yet, Mark Udall, who lost his seat in Colorado last month. He's not out yet. Right. He's pushing to get the still classified portions of the report on the record because he says they have smoking gun information. Now, technically, he could read these this information on the floor of the Senate, have it included in the official record, and legally declassify it that way. We don't know if he'll do that. He points out, too, that there's something else called the Panetta Review that we've talked a little bit about in the past that has a lot of discrepancies between this executive summary. So there's questions being raised around that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Lots of information in the show notes about this. But, Chase, we should probably move on because we could spend the whole day doing this. We could. We could, but there's, you know, as as our world is, there's other things happening. So um, maybe we should mention the Patreon page real quick before sure. we go to that. Okay. Uh, and then I want to get to uh, a few other things to wrap us up, including some emails. So patreon.com slash unfilter is where you go to support this show and keep us going. 353 of you are doing that, and That's we right. super we picked appreciate up, we, Yeah, that. we picked up a few over the past week, and thank you 
all you guys who picked up the <clears throat> yeah you get access stuff. to the supporter yeah. sync the source code for our show all of the art assets all of the individual clips the overtime folder which has a lot more expanded content and also sometimes individual category folders have more like this week right. uh, there's a lot of information that is in these folders that you get access to you also get the uh, pleasure of knowing that you're keeping our show on the air keeping us responsible only to our audience. That's right. You know, as as you saw, if you were following Chris on Twitter earlier today, 10 pages of notes, countless words. I mean, it was like ridiculous. What, 2,800? It was, it was ridiculous. But not only, you know, when you sign up and become a patron and support us, you get access to those notes, and everybody does, but you get, like Chris said, the, you know, the overtime filter. Now, we had a question uh, earlier, uh, I believe not on, maybe it was on the Patreon page or the subreddit, I don't remember. But when they sign up for Patreon, when they get that key, it unlocks all the previous stuff, right? It's mm-hmm. not like, mm-hmm. you know, it's only for that episode. They get all That's the back true. catalog. Yeah. And that also, not only do you get access to the back catalog, but you're also helping us sort of distribute the show and back it up. So if anything ever happens, at least we have all the information distributed out, yeah. which is cool. Because in there, you also get the released version of the show. So it's one folder. You get all of the all of the source code and the released versions all right in one spot. Right. And Easy that, peasy. And, and there's that, also it, one just for, the, uh, just for the show itself. And this is where, you know, we become accountable to you as as patrons you know you guys support us we listen to you and a little bit later on in the show we'll actually have some feedback from patrons we've asked for feedback you guys delivered and we'll deliver that to you uh at the end of the show so something interesting going on we talked about uh the protests in the wake of the michael brown uh indictment verdict okay and how the protests were really not just in ferguson but all over the u.s everywhere they are still going on. And I want to talk a little bit about this. This clip sets it up. Coast to coast, America is watching protests and civil disobedience unfold night after night following two high-profile police-related deaths of unarmed black men where grand juries turned up no indictments in either case. First, it was the Michael Brown case in Ferguson, Missouri. That sparked weeks of violent protests in that little town and literally put it on the map of America's collective conscience. Soon after, the non-indictment and chokehold death of Eric Garner in Staten Island, New York, that picked up the already existing outrage and extended the types of protests we're now seeing across the nation. Just last night, over in New York City, it's over there. New York City saw a huge crowd of protesters gather outside of the Barclays Center where the Brooklyn Nets met with the Cleveland Cavaliers. As LeBron James led his team to defeat the home team, his appearance on the court was overshadowed by his pre- and post-game photo ops. Now, before the game, he sported this I Can't Breathe t-shirt in solidarity of the Eric Garner movement. Now, after the game, while King James was meeting the British royals, protesters outside of the Barclays Center staged a huge die-in <laughs> in which saw the convergence of protesters for both Garner and Brown. Now, demonstrators got a little rowdy at times, shouting at police who were in force to prevent any further violence. They say they chose that venue because they wanted the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge to acknowledge the issue of police violence in America. Now, LeBron wasn't the only celebrity using his fame to highlight this cause. Music mogul Russell Simmons has been an ardent supporter of the protesters, which he's actually calling a movement. Now, Simmons tweeted, they think we're going away, but we just got started. His sentiments are joined by filmmaker and activist Michael Moore, who tweeted, because we've come so far, R.I.P. Eric Garner, your crime was that you were selling untaxed cigarettes instead of derivatives and junk mortgages. 
now over in Washington, D.C. On the streets of the nation's capital, that was shut down yet again during rush hour last night. Protesters, they took to the streets to stage die-ins all over the city. From intersection over to intersection, protesters marched and chanted, demanding a change in the system, which they feel unjustly targets minorities. Now, the district marches were peaceful, yet very impactful. Now, way over on the other side of the country, in California, not-so-peaceful protests erupted in Oakland and Berkeley. There, protesters shut down multiple highways and began rioting on the streets. In Berkeley, a pregnant woman en route to the hospital ended up giving birth on oh. the 80 highway, Yikes. which connects Berkeley to Oakland. Now, the Oakland protesters began rioting on the streets, smashing shop windows, police cars, and stopping traffic in both directions on Highway 80 as well. Now, between those two cities, at least 159 arrests were made last night. The Charges ranging from resisting arrest to vandalism. Luckily, though, no reports of injuries. So almost 160 arrests. Wow. This is still going on as we do this here show. Uh, I got a whole bunch of links in the show notes for uh, uh, a whole bunch of other stuff of, of the different coverage of the protests going on and things like that. But this next clip really, really strikes me. Uh, so take a look at this, Chase. This is uh, protesting the uh, Eric Garner situation. The New York situation, right? Yeah. In London. Wow. At a bookstore in London. I hashtag I can't breathe. Now, Chase, what the hell's going on here? Is this starting to seem a little coordinated to you? You got hashtags, you got slogans, you got you got coordinated action across so, the country now across now across the pond as well. Yeah, I was. I will be the first to say there are legitimate grievances. Bacon from London, England, by the way. But this is starting to me. It's starting to feel like there's maybe a group behind this. So, for me, I I I think especially in the you know in the Eric Brown case in New York. I believe that the officer should have been indicted. I, I believe, you know, in, in take it to trial, see what happens. T- take it to trial. There's more than enough. And by the way, it's not outside the realm of a federal indictment, uh, so it, it's not like it's all over. Yeah, okay? Kitty Kitty says maybe people are just pissed off. Yeah, and I see, I'm wondering if it started as that, and now if it's been co-opted. Okay, so so if it's turned into something, you know, and it's obviously much more organized and much more, you know, you know, you know, hammered down and, and sharpened to a point. Okay, what are your what are your points or what are your you know for these groups you know demonstration can be a very very powerful thing. But that being said, what is your goal to say? Yeah, we want to end uh, this kind of violence, this police violence. Can you get specific here? Can you know what's the I, goal here? I follow what you're saying. I will caution you though that that was also the same narrative and logic that was used to just dismiss Occupy Wall Street. True. That was the, oh, well, what's their point? What's their goal? And the reality is it's very complex. Some people are there because they're pissed off about police brutality. Some people are there because they're pissed off about Wall Street. Yeah, that's very true. So, you know, so very, it, no, I it, agree. It's unfair yeah. to say, what's your point? It's like, well, no, there's an entire civilization against us, practically. That's their point. I mean, But try to try just, to do something about it other than just laying down and having a hashtag. But doesn't that also sound like, hey, you hippie, go get a job? <sighs> no, but... No, because it, it, to me, it's one of those things where, all right, yeah, you're protesting, you're taking a stand. Okay, you're doing that. 
Okay, that's good. You now now you have an audience. Right. Now you have people in front of you. Right. Now 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 you got our attention. Right. What's next? And you know, I got to wonder if it's not all just a big distraction because what's been going on and I'm not I'm not necessarily the best person to track this. But all, during all of this, there's some legislation that's being that's being passed right now that is fairly awful. Uh, attached to the Emergency Unemployment Compensation Extension Act of 2014 mm-hmm. has been a little bill you may have heard of before called the National Defense Authorization oh, Act. Oh, that thing? Yeah. So the NDAA 2015 has been attached to a must-pass bill, uh, and of course it, it slips in all kinds of horrible things in there, including... Uh, there's uh, in in these spending packages that in, in a separate uh, batch of legislation, they have spending in there that uh, will open up the floodgates for additional uh, political contributions. Uh, how you can be funded, up to how many accounts you can have funded by individuals in politics. Right. It just opens the floodgates on that. It's it's huge. It's yeah. it's a, it's a ton of it's a ton of stuff. Uh, there's it, it, so right now while while we're all looking at the protesting we're looking at these torture reports there's there's legislation being worked on that's that's pretty scary the us house of representatives has a overwhelmingly passed a resolution lashing out at russia over its foreign policies resolution strongly condemning the actions of the russian federation under president vladimir putin which has carried out a policy of aggression against neighboring countries aimed at political and economic domination. The language of the non-binding document has been widely equated by critics uh, as well to that of a Cold War-style rhetoric. RT's Guyane Chichikan now assessing the diplomatic falling out between America and Russia. President Biden and I have been saying, and that is, we want to reset our relationship. So we will do it together. (laughs) In a matter of a few years. This is really, I mean, 2014 has been such a bad year for, it's been building to this, but 2014 really is the year where the relationship with Russia and the U.S. went south. U.S.-Russia relations went from this. Today the Cold War is over. To President Obama putting Russia in a group with Ebola and ISIS in his ranking of international threats. We're leading and dealing with Ebola in West Africa and in opposing Russia's aggression against Ukraine. How did we get here? In 2011, when Russia did not oppose the UN Security Council resolution to protect civilians in Libya, Moscow did not expect that the NATO operation would result in Colonel Gaddafi's killing. As we came, we saw, he died. (laughs) Soon afterward, Russia and the U.S. found themselves at loggerheads over Syria. And that's really where it sort of deteriorated from there. You can catch the rest of the clip in the supporters inc. Also wow. in the overtime folder is the information about some of the stuff they're trying to slip into some of the funding bills right now. Pretty gross stuff, Chase. So we have some feedback to get to before we get out of here today. Yep. Uh, do you want to start with our first one? Maybe we should break the first one down sort of point by point. Sure. Okay. Um, sure. And yeah, that's what I figured we were going to be doing anyway. So Break uh, it down, Chase. This, do you need any background music or anything? No. Nothing? No, okay. I don't think so. I can put like some smooth jazz on. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, this was submitted to our unfiltered subreddit at unfiltered.reddit.com by the Mad Mech, and he titled it, You Ask for Feedback, and I Got Some. A friend of mine and I were discussing Unfilter. Both of us are supporters. And here are some thoughts I have after our discussion. To be clear, my thoughts, not necessarily his. He can chime in here if he likes. So here's the... F- <laughs> That's his friend. Freedom, yeah. 
first point, Chris, so we can address it, but it's probably a positive addressment. Awesome to hear the guitar intro in the newest <laughs> episode again. Damn, I missed that. Okay. All right. Fair enough. We love Ronald. <clears throat> Second point. Maybe your supporter base plateaued because your quality has notably dropped with the last few episodes. Wow. Ouch. I know I've weighed if I consider the show worth continuing my support. I've decided that it does, but I'm less satisfied with the show than I was in the past. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's always going to be a difficult benchmark for us to be up against because some of the quality of the show is always going to depend on what the news is of the week. Yeah. Right. So uh, the episodes where there's something big that happened with net neutrality or uh, some sort of uh, NSA thing that plays better with our audience because it's more technically inclined. Right. So therefore, the audience considers the show to be of higher quality because they got more information out of the show. But the show covers what happens in the week. So that's right. That's so a, sometimes it's, you know, it's... That's actually at its nature why we don't really... Why fundamentally Unfilter wouldn't work as a, as a sponsor-supported show because the downloads of Unfilter are somewhat cyclical with the news cycle. So when it's not something the majority of the audience cares about, the downloads go down. Well, that would mean the performance for the advertiser would would go down. So that's one of the reasons we go crowdfunding is we hope that the wisdom of the crowd sees that there's lulls, but that they're willing to finance the lulls because there's still something of value they get. Plus, when there's something that really needs broken down, the show's there for them. The ending on a high note is obnoxious. I do not understand that this is a topic worth following occasionally. Oh, I'm sorry. I I correct myself. I do understand that the topic is worth following occasionally. Your frequent Quote, F this show. Let's start a pot podcast because pot is the only important topic ever is lame. Uh, That feels like a little bit maybe of his own bias there. A little bit. Uh, Because I would say uh, the Unfilter show, uh, you know, we followed uh, the development of legalization of cannabis literally since episode one. That was what our uh, first episode was That was was our debut. So, yeah. I mean, like, we actually didn't do one this this episode uh, because the other news went preceded it. This, though, is something that this show has been documenting. I think it has very historical significance and it's something the show's watched from a very early standpoint. Yeah, I wanted to pen to that, that our time right now with, you know, the legalization of recreational marijuana is – up right up there with prohibition it's it's right up yeah, there I think so. it's right up there and so it's one of those things where we are keeping a very close eye on it yeah and you know what I, i'm gonna admit it right here it's not outside the realm of a possibility to have a spinoff mm-hmm. of a show about marijuana because i believe there are shows out there that cover that topic but in my opinion don't do it with the same kind of quality and passion that we have yeah. in covering it and i i think too like again it goes back to whatever the news is of the week right that's when it goes exactly. in like this week we didn't even have a segment yeah there wasn't really too much going on yeah. in that arena so all right, next big point here. What happened to the pre-show supporter portion slash official show, then slash supposed show supporter portion format? Sorry, a lot of a lot of slashes there. Yeah. That was a really cool way to experience the show, and it hasn't been that way for quite a while now. The most recent show seemed to be a normal show with no supporter features at all. I haven't had a chance to see if I missed some note at the Patreon site, and I don't follow the sub as much as I should, so there may be an explanation which I've missed. So you want to clear the air? Uh, I think so. Uh, working that backwards, the explanation is I simply don't like talking about the show in the show. It's navel-gazing, and I think our time is better spent actually focusing on the content, on the con- not focusing on the of show. Of course. So it's usually the last thing I want to do is talk about the show. Uh, but that said... 
Uh, well, and actually, doesn't he go in to speculate about the downloads of the supporter show in there too? Um, Wasn't that a thing that was in there? I'm not sure, uh, but I can I can move to the next point, or do you want to address that a little bit more? Or um, well, I thought there was a a moment. Perhaps that was just in the comments. It might have been in the comments. Uh, so essentially, yeah, the idea with the supporter show was there's way more than that fits in the main show. Some of it was initially uh, set up to it was a test to see could we do it twice a week. Then when we decided we probably could do twice a week, but we weren't in a position financially or time-wise to do it, we could take that work and give it as a bonus to the supporters right. as, a, as sort of uh, as an incentive to get people to become patrons of yep. the show. Right. Uh, and so – but um, from a practical side, you know, uh, one supporter show would get about 30 to 36 downloads, Right. And and maybe like another thirty, I don't know, on the BitTorrent sync. So maybe on the high end, sixty downloads. So so when you compare it uh, to the overall numbers of, of yeah. patrons, the the uh, benefit or the the work right. put so in. So on the it on the it on the backside, yeah. on the backside, not only is it more in terms of clip collection, although that really hasn't changed much because a lot of that goes in the overtime folder, and a lot of it actually has been worked into the show. I'll talk more about that in a second. But uh, it from a post production standpoint. It it literally means what it, what it, what it, what is required is we actually record the show in three pieces. We record the pre-show, the main show, and the post-show. And then in editing, Rekai extracts the main show, and then I go up at the same time on another editing station, and I take all three segments, assemble them together, add the music in there, or cut you know put them together, export that out, render that, encode that, and then upload that. Well, that's a three to four hour process after the show. After I'm all done, after I've worked on the show, literally from about 6, 7 a.m. till we go on air at 6 p.m., I work on the show. And then I would be up till midnight, 1 in the morning to work on the supporter show and then get 30 to 60 downloads total. And it, I, I, I just – and the other thing is is I, I could do that long for a long time. But then what I also realized is is it also means the majority of people are not getting all of the information because a lot of times there's things we were covering in the supporter show that I really wanted everybody to know because it makes for a better show. Yeah, and so I felt like picture. I was withholding information from people just to sort of have a gimmick to get people to support the show. And so it, to me, it felt disingenuous to the very nature of the show, which is get the information out there, remove the barriers to find out about this stuff, and here I was introducing this artificial barrier to make people pay for it with very limited return, other than it gave me an artificial gimmick. And so I, what I realized was is better to integrate the best of that content into the main show itself so that way everybody gets it, amp up the quality of stuff that's in the supporter sync so that way people that really are dedicated can grab that, and then maybe you know uh, work on getting the, the core show itself better filled out with more types of topics instead of three or four just main topics. Right, yeah. This next point I, I, I kind of want to respond to. Uh, he goes on to add, the supporter sync is a fantastic resource for those with time to access it. Frankly, I don't. I get my bonus from the pre-post show. I know I miss out on a lot, but it's all I have time for. It is a mean, it is meaningful to me to have these pre-post segments. Now, obviously, we just heard what you know what Chris had to say in, in regards to the the work in, involved with that, and and while you know we we provide these bonuses, you know the supporter sync and other things for people to support us on Patreon uh, for what we're doing, we. Actually, I shouldn't say we. I'm just going to say me, and you can agree or disagree with me on this, Chris. But I hope that people are supporting us on Patreon 
because of the show mm. that we're doing, yeah. not for the perks. The perks are a bonus that you're supporting us on, um, and you know, obviously he's a support, and we thank you for that. But for me, I want to support a show not for perks because I want to support a show because I believe in what that content is. Yeah, I do agree with you there. I think too, like I what I what I realized is is that just wasn't the right type of incentive structure. I still want to come up with something that is unique just for the patrons. Right. And maybe it's it's something that, you know, we come up with. It's something we've been kicking around for a few weeks now, but we just haven't really landed on something that is A sustainable, B legitimately awesome, and C yeah. something that is worth making an exclusive. So what I realized was the supporter show and you could if you if you track back through the history of the show, you could see times where we released the supporter show during the old format, and we would just be like, well, yeah, this week it's a supporter show. Everybody gets a supporter show. The reason I was doing that in the first place is because I was trying to show the supporters, there's a hell of a lot of show you're missing out on, even though you're paying for it. And that was my message to them. Hey, why don't you come Go get the Go look su- at it. Right. Go get it. That's why I was releasing supporter shows earlier on to try yeah. to incentivize them, because like, God, I'm killing myself to get this out for you. Please go download it. And I, what I realized was, and this is when I, when I went to Ohio Linux Fest, yeah. and I talked to a lot of unfiltered viewers there in person, and they said, I love the show. I'm a patron, but I never download the supporter show. I don't have time for a show that long. Say, there you go. So the, and, and I realized it does take some effort to set up the BitTorrent sync, but it's actually once you set it, and you just set it up and forget it, and then it runs in the background. And then after you listen to a show, if there's a clip you loved, you could go listen to the longer version. It's like you already have it. So it does sound like some work, but once you get it set up, it's not that much work. So the the great thing about constructive feedback is sometimes you get suggestions, and he also added in this suggestion. He said, you know, a friend and I discussed a feature we'd love to see in the show, which you presently currently don't do, but could bring tremendous value to your listener base, and here's how I'd present it. Dedicate a 10 to 20-minute portion of the show to candidates, bills, etc., which are going to feature in upcoming elections. Start now. Cover not only just the main guys, like the elephant and the donkey, you know, Democrats and Republicans, but feature the so-called third-party folks as well. Talk about how they vote in the Senate, things that are they're doing in their current positions and stances that they take. Cover important bills and what a passive <laughs> yeah i mean i'm not saying it's a bad idea because nope. we actually just did a little binny version of that before we got to the feedback yeah. but I, I i does sound very dry i'm not against it but i want to find a good way we, in which we could do it where it's, but, and the other thing is is i also have to stay cognizant and respectful of the fact that a large percentage of our audience is totally outside the u.s right. and these very u.s specific things do not matter to them at all well and the other thing to take note is you know while it may think oh it's easy just to slip in a 10 to 20 minute portion into a show on something like <laughs> right, this yeah. there's all the back end that would need to occur uh, the research of the bills especially on third party stuff you know sometimes that information is a bit limited but it just takes time yeah. to pull all that together and i would also i would submit that if 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 there was a if there was an audience member out there who heard that and goes actually i think that's the best thing they could do and you're passionate about it the the subreddit is a forum you could do to start submitting that stuff to grab our attention about it you know you could supply information in the comments you could title it correctly and it would get in front of us, and we could work it into the show. So it is actually something that is doable. If somebody in the audience wanted to grab that and really uh, and run with it, then maybe it's something we would work into the show. Yeah, yeah. He does go on to conclude that he really loves the show. 
Uh, he will be remaining a supporter for the foreseeable future because he really wants to support us. It has been the best way for him to stay current on what important things have been going on here at home and abroad, which I have been able to find. I just don't like the downhill slide I've noticed recently and had some thoughts and ideas on what I saw as weak points. I hope so, this has been helpful. Thanks for your time. It was. Very, and I wouldn't uh, – yeah, because you verbalized the things that we know that a lot of people were probably thinking. Yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't – try not to think of it as a downward slide. Think of it as uh, you married a really beautiful girl and then uh, – <laughs> She she took off her makeup and uh, wanted to make sure you still thought she was beautiful, right? Yeah. Essentially, what 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 happened was is I looked at the show and I said, okay, what does it take to make the show sustainable? And it was a little bit of a reduction to some of the core aspects of the show, realizing what was a gimmick and what wasn't, and how that was the antithesis of what we wanted this show to be about. Right. We didn't want it to be about these commercial gimmicks, and sort of re- coming to that conclusion. And and you know even even the intro sequence, like I I at some level I actually object to the intro sequence. I I know the audience likes it, but to me, it sort of forcibly sets the subject for a show. It forcibly sets what we're going to talk about. It makes me sort of predetermine during during research. It makes me predetermine what the main topic of the night's going to be because I have to go find that clip. I have to find the right time. I have to find right. the one with the best snap. Then I have to edit it to the music, edit it to the intro segment, spit it out as an encoded file, and I have to play it. And so when I to, to do all of that, I must then make a conscious decision, well, which intro clip is going to fit the overall tone of the entire show? And that means I'm setting that way ahead. So what I, what I decided to do for a little while was I stopped doing those intro clips to see if it changed and improved the show. And what I realized was is perhaps it gave a little more freedom in the show, but that initial 10, 20 seconds of introduction to the show of what the hell this is about is so valuable to the new audience that it's worth having. Yeah, totally. So the intro sequence is back. Yeah. But I had to I had to sort of go to a, a reduction from it to make sure that it was still genuine and true to what I wanted Unfiltered to be about. And I realized after a little bit of time that yeah, I do like it having it in there. And so and I don't know maybe there'll be some weeks where we don't have one. Right. You know, it's yeah. It's, it's, it's however I want to do it. It's a, it's a nice way to set the tone. And like for this episode this week. It said it perfectly. Um, yeah. We did receive one other piece of feedback as well. And by the way, thank you so much for submitting your feedback to us. You can submit it to it at the Unfiltered subreddit or on our Patreon page. We do look at it even if we don't have time to respond to them individually. Uh, the question came from Prophet 60091 and he says, hey, I think it would be really great if you guys could digitize the Red Book – you know, um, you you want to show it to everybody? Yeah, I can I can yeah, show yeah, the red book. Yeah, right here. So there there's the red book, the legendary red yeah. book. Uh, doesn't look so red right no, there. Oh, there, there we go. go. Yay! Yeah. And he says, hey, and make uh, digitize a red book and make it searchable. You're always referencing it, and I think a lot of people would enjoy being able to see what is in it so far and what has and what has not come true. I actually really so uh, I I I thought this was great after our Ebola discussion last week. Yes, because I thought wouldn't a wouldn't it be great if there was something online that we could fill out that the audience could then check, but then b like if we could have ones that you and I submit and ones they submit when they're listening to the show because sometimes we'll just throw stuff out there and not really realize it's a quasi prediction. Right. Yeah. And on top of that. Sometimes you know we don't think to go back a hundred pages in the book and and check ourselves, but they could be checking us. Right. So here's my fear. Okay. Okay. I like I like the thought. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. like the good thing. Yeah. Because maybe there could be a voting system. Right. Because I feel like they could have voted that Ebola is no longer in the news. Yeah, but but Some, it is. No, they're yes. taking victory laps now. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's only you know, on the cover of Time, but I and mean, that's not victory laps. Yeah. Uh, victory laps. And anyway, we, we beat this last week. All right. All right. 
but here's here's the potential issue I have with okay. this okay. is is uh, spam abuse. Uh, yeah. I mean, during the course of a show, we could have literally hundreds of predictions. Uh, some of them may mirror another prediction. I, How I, would you moderate that kind of a situation? I have a it would shake out like the title suggestions. I don't think it would be that much. I think it would be a, a manageable amount. And you'd have that in a second category. You'd have like the official book section and then the community book section. Okay. And see, at first I was thinking like a Google form that goes into a Google spreadsheet because we need something like But then that's like, do we want to put this in a Google Doc? Like that doesn't seem like the right place. So I wanted to put a plea out to the audience. And I do mean a plea. If you have an idea of how we could do this, if all the features we just talked about, how it could be implemented, maybe it's a Google spreadsheet and a Google form. Maybe it's something handwritten. Right. Uh, if you want to create it and submit it to us, I would be willing to switch over because we're actually getting to the point where we're going to need to order a new book in a couple of months. Well, you know, we should have one every year anyway. I know. Well, you know what? We... <laughs> Can you believe we're actually talking about yeah, – we need a book every year. 2015 would be a great year to switch over to a digital book. Yeah. So if anybody out there wants to do that and then submit it to unfiltered.reddit.com. By, by the way, uh, WWNSX in the chat just said, hey, uh, what about as a Patreon perk? Yeah, wouldn't that be neat? Is it like if, you, if you're a patron, you get access to the you Red get, Book? You get access not only to the Red Book but to uh, make predictions. I like that. Maybe, That'd be really yeah, that cool. might be a good, nice perk. So uh, unfilter at jupiterbroadcasting.com is the email address or unfilter.reddit.com. That is where you can go to get a hold of us and share your thoughts on things. Yes. And uh, thank you very much. I, I already forgot their names. I, I mentioned them. You did. You I did. did. I just have a horrible memory. About That's right. Well, they're they're not common names like Frank and Jim that rolls off the tongue. It's like seven, seven you know, numbers and letters. And it sounds like a good enough excuse yeah. to me. Anyway, hey, speaking of the unfiltered subreddit, which we pulled those comments from, you can head over to our unfiltered subreddit page at unfiltered.reddit.com, where we have one thousand six hundred and sixty-three of you. Chase. Yes, Chris. I believe the seventeenth is uh, our last episode before Christmas. And then, so that's next week. Because then, then it falls on the 24th, and then it falls on the 31st, which, oh, was New Year's which Eve. is New Year's Eve. And I don't know what we're going to do about that. Aye. So uh, stay tuned. worst part of the year. Yeah. Uh, but at least we'll definitely be here next week. So, yeah. so, so definitely anyway, we'll join us you know. next week, because it might be the last show for the year. Who knows? Right. Yeah. Oh, we'll, we'll probably figure something out. JupiterBroadcasting.com slash calendar. We'll have the calendar updated and posted. And we'll also try to keep the patrons in the loop, which you should then get an email alert about. Now, there's a place that you might possibly update people, maybe in a format that has sure. 140 characters or less. Twitter.com slash Chris Wow, that's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. You going to try it, Twitter? <laughs> you know what? I, I jumped on board. I, I like it a lot. I actually joined. Wait, I joined in August of 2008. You joined in March. Wow, we joined in the same year. Look at that. Well, uh, that's not too surprising, I, I suppose. At Nunes on Twitter. At Nunes. That's easy to remember. Remember, that's and, your last name. And you're on my Twitter page. Wow. Go figure that one out. Hey, you doing any podcasts I could check out? I do. I do something called Minecraft Me over at geekgamer.tv. I'm also just previewed Super Mega Baseball for the PlayStation 3 <laughs> and PlayStation 4. Nice. Uh, and so a lot of great fun stuff. And uh, we're getting ready for our Christmas special coming up in a couple of weeks. Oh, keep my eyes out for that. Word. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning this week's episode. Supporters, go grab that BitTorrent sync. Thank you for keeping us on the air. We love you. And we'll see you right back here next week.
right, jbtitles.com, everybody. Now we both. By the way, Chris, we really need to like start compiling a, a sheet or a place of all the domains. Some people have started setting up domains to forward to us. Oh, that's cool. So, I mean, I, yeah, I, we, I've seen we, them on the Twitters. We do. You're right. We do need to get that all dialed in. Pressman57 in the chat is saying we should uh, we should be doing a New Year's Eve gig where there's a drunk Chris and Chase and we just do a live show. That sounds like every show. No, I mean, <laughs> but not on filter. We just hang out. Oh, we could do that, yeah. And we just have some fun. Tortured Truths. That's not bad. Home Depot of Torture. I knew that was going to make it in there. Actually, right now, I mean, leading by a big margin. I know it doesn't roll off the tongue, but Tortured Depot. Yes, we can. Wow. <laughs> Oh, you guys. Uh, what did I submit, like, at the very top? Uh, torture is tortured? No, that wasn't it. You know, you know, Kitson, uh, uh, Kitson uh, Kitty um, mentioned, can we get unfiltered buttons? Hmm. You know what I think would be really cool? You know, I know it's a couple of years off, but you know how, like, the old school election buttons, like, vote, I, vote for Ike or whatever? Like, yeah, I would we think should do that. a vote for unfiltered button. By the way, uh, no, I don't even want to mention it on the air. I don't want to mention this on the air. Oh, there's even more in Unlisted. Uh, Enhanced Torture, CIA Torture Test, Torture Exposed. Do you like Torture Exposed? Torture Exposed, I'd like. Uh, do you like, uh, let's see, let me refresh. Gosh, we got, we got, we got. I think, the most titles we've ever gotten. Oh, yeah. No, this this topic definitely sparked a lot. And, torture uh, Depot, yes, we can. Yeah. Torture Truth, Home Depot of Torture. Home Depot of Torture isn't bad. Uh, I, I I don't know though. I don't want to make light of something so awful either though. No, I know that's true. I I, I, I think we should go with something clean and and to the point. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of titles here. Torture exposed is not doing well. I'm going to admit it. It's not doing well, Chase. It is struggling. I, I would add CIA torture exposed, and that's what I would go with. Yeah, that's not bad. CIA torture exposed is not bad. Hey, I got a fun one for you. So you know, uh, you know how sometimes uh, the State Department spokesperson just has to like relay the most basic propaganda crap. Oh yeah, it's the the like what the daily briefing or whatever. Yeah, the yeah. Da- yep, exactly. Daily press briefing. Here she even admits that her propaganda on Egypt is total crap when the mic's still on. What? Yeah, yeah it's good. Oh. Egypt today. Mm-hmm. Do you have any reaction to the court's decision dropping the charges against? Everybody, go boat while I play this. JBTitles.com. Former President Mubarak. Well, generally, uh, we continue to believe that... Listen to what she says. Uh, ...upholding impartial standards of accountability will advance the political consensus on which Egypt's long-term stability and economic growth depends. But beyond that, I would refer you to the Egyptian government for any further comment. So you don't so, criticize at all? What, so, what does that mean? It means that in general, we believe <laughs> that... It sounds to me like it means nothing. Be, in general, we believe that... Uh, and partial standards and the justice system should work as planned. Yeah. But I don't have any specific comments. But, 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 but did I, I don't have any more specific comments. Wow, I don't understand that at all. What, what does that mean? You, you believe it? Of course you do. But was that were those standards upheld in this case? I don't have anything, any specific comment on the case. I'd point you to the Egyptian government. Can, can, can you see if, can we ask for... Uh, Push, push your people a little bit hard, harder because, I mean, 
you, you call for accountability and transparency all, all the time from all, any number of governments. And, <laughs> and, and so if, if no one is held to account, if no one is being held accountable for, you know, for, for what happened, it would seem to me that you would have a problem with that. And if there's more we have to say, Matt, we will make sure you all know. But I mean, what you have said that that's a shut the, the f up. What, what you said says nothing. I mean, it just uh, it's like saying, well, we, we support the right of people to breathe. Well, if that's we great. Have a, but if further they can't comments breathe, on then, the case, I will make sure all of you have it. Okay. Uh, Aren't you a little bit annoyed that the, the person who was elected by the Egyptian people, Mercy, is languishing in prison while the person who is accused of murdering hundreds of people is actually out? On I appreciate your efforts, Said. I don't but, have anything no, further on this I, case. Said, I'm sorry. We're gonna we're gonna have to okay, move on. Sure. Thank you, everyone. Now we'll listen. That Egypt one is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> that Egypt one is ridiculous, Chase. Yeah, it well, is. you know what? I, I I think for for her to kind of play the other side here, you know, all she can deliver is what she right. has, yeah. and you know, if yeah. she doesn't have great information, she's yeah. got to do her best. So, uh, okay, looking at the titles, then we'll get out of here. Torture Depot, yes, we can. Tortured Truce, Home Depot of Torture, Torture Depot. It's uh, insane. The CAA's hurt report. Torture. I torture like torture exposed. in the title. I think you know. Uh, so CIA torture exposed. You just want to go with that? Yeah, that's what I would do. Okay. I mean, that's right. what I think. All right. I mean, that's pretty straightforward and basic, Chase. That's not going to. Uh, no, I, it's not going to get anybody serial upset. No, no, but it's it's it definitely shows what we what we covered on this episode. That's so. very true. Like you know, that is one of the things I think about a title is, uh, you know, if I look at it in three months. Will I remember what the hell we talked about? And I think this is one. So, did the chat room earn it? Do we give them it? Or oh, it? absolutely. Yeah, I think they. You know, they need a a kind of big deep breath, hit the reset button. Remember, we've got oh. to, we've got to sanction Putin because of his egregious activities egregious. in the Ukraine. I'm driving off laughing. This is what, what I say. Oh, yeah. Big shout out, by the way, to Foulan Baldwin, who just decided to jump on board and become a patron within the past hour. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Yeah. All right. So that's 126 in the can. We'll be back next week for 127. And by then, we should have our holiday schedule dialed in and let you guys know what the plan is. Word. Thanks for being everybody. We love you, patrons. Thank you for keeping us on the air. Thank you to the live streamers for showing up. Show up next week, won't you? Yes, please do. We'd Bye, like everybody. to have you here. Good night. Love, Love you. See ya.